Hello, and welcome to Belonging Before Believing, where Mr. Grumpy Pants is my moniker. I'm Patrick Mathers, pastor of Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship, and across the table for me is... Brian Gumpy, elder at Sovereign Joy Christian Fellowship, and I'm confused. You're Mr. Grumpy Pants? Dude, I'm Mr. Grumpy Pants today. I thought I was Mr. Grumpy Pants. No, you are most of the time. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, no, eh, I I am Mr. Grumpy. I know, I'm usually the chipper one, right? Yeah. The circus music is my hold music. It, <laughs> Typically, I think it's what's happening inside your brain most of the time because <laughs> I mostly have you on hold. Oh, not just you, I mean, just you, the general audience. Well, yeah, you too, but but I'm grumpy, dude. I'm 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 grumpy today. Some days, don't you just, I mean, every day, and it's not an effort for me to be happy and fun and cheerful and joyful and bringing rays of sunshine to the city of Chico. That's my normal pattern of lifestyle. But every once in a while, just a stinker creeps in and <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I'm not, no, not mad. I'm, I'm just dour. You know? Maybe if a stinker crept out, <laughs> you would feel better. For sure, that's not it. <laughs> Dude. It always works for me. Well, I don't have a problem with that. It just is routine for me. <laughs> Those shirts that say, where somebody says, I pooped today, and it's like a super happy caricature on the front of the shirt. Have you ever seen those? No, I think we must oh. shop at different stores. No, like on the website or the inline or whatever that thing's called. We must visit different websites <laughs> in line, as you say. <laughs> I'm playing the old man character. You're playing it well. I know. I know. You're getting more crotchety by the minute. But I don't need a shirt like that. I'm good. Oh, okay. So, but no, I'm just, you know, some, some days just get on your nerves. Some people annoy the bejesus out of you. Sometimes that happens. And today was one of those days for me. So you need me to carry the happy load. Well, it you leads need into me our topic. To be the gregarious one. <laughs> you need me to be the one. You know what we need to do? Look, I'm an everyman. We need, okay? to, we need to play some Benny Hill <laughs> is what we need to do. <laughs> it's impossible for you to be upset if you listen to the Benny Hill theme it's song. true. Or, or the Thomas the Train song. I love the Thomas the Train song. You see, you see that when those goths are... And they got the yes. Thomas the Train song. And then I heard a mix with Thomas the Train to the sab- to set the sabotage. I'm so Californ- Southern Californian. I say the in front of everything. In front of the sabotage. That doesn't make you Southern Californian. That makes you old. You're no, talking no, no, about no. the Facebook, the I'm internet. You, it's the everything. The 405. Going to the 605. The it's Those are just freeways. But the Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah. Going on the Facebook, yeah. going to the beach. Chalk it up to being Southern Californian all you want. I'm going to chalk it up to you being a crotchety old Look, man today. any way I can make myself feel better and cooler, I'm going to do it. Oh, I don't all, got much. By I don't all got means, much. throw yourself headlong into hedonism. That's fine. That's always the answer. Do we have a? Can I get away with that? No. Okay. Not with me. No, no, no. This so this this goes into our topic and. 
Ooh, it does. It does. Is is what's the topic today? What do you say to a person who says Christians are hypocritical? I have never been one to play the role of the jolly chipper Christian. <laughs> I have never been one to play the role that Christian that as a Christian I have everything together and God loves me and the wonderful plan for my life is being worked out to its fullest. I I have never played that role. And it's out there, right? I mean, I I don't know that it's the predominant view of Christians anymore. Certainly at one point it was. But there are a lot of Christian hypocrites. And and I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm pretty bald. With my thoughts. I'm not bald. I got hair, dude. It means honest. Oh, oh, that's what you mean. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty honest in my thinking, my feelings, my thoughts. Um, so well, the question is, what do you say to the Christian hypocrite? So this makes me think of a true story. It sounds like an anecdote or a mm-hmm. joke, but it actually happened to me. I was playing music at a church. Their normal uh, music leader worked, uh, he was like a prison security guard, and he was on a rotation, had to work some Sundays. So I'm at this church for like a month, and I'm helping them out with their music. And uh, I'm sitting there listening to the sermon, and the pastor says, now we've all run into those people who would like to tell us that the church is full of hypocrites. And then there's this old timer who's sitting in the very back row, lifts his hand up and just yells out in the middle of the sermon, and there's always room for one more. <laughs> oh, my <lance>. I died <laughs> laughing. I died laughing. Because it's, it's funny because everybody's a hypocrite in some way, shape, or form, right? Exactly. That's the joke. That's the, and it's true. I, I, I hear that. Everyone puts on an act. Everyone is fake to one degree or another. I've never been good at sales because I, I really, if I don't like something, there's not a chance I'm going to sell it. So it just, it hasn't gone good. Mm-hmm. When I worked at, um, in our church, when I was a pastor at a really big, huge church, and I did work in the bookstore there from time to time. I love to sell books, and I could sell all kinds. But it wasn't because I was trying to sell; it was because I genuinely loved these books. Which I'm not a hypocrite in that sense. So I'm a hypocrite in other ways, and I totally get it. I am, and I've been. I've put on shows before, and there are certain people that intimidate me, and so I'll act differently around them than I do around most people, you know? And I, I don't know why I get that way, you know? I wish I was more of a, you know, the, the church figure John Knox from the Reformation who didn't fear any man but feared God, and so he would, like, burst open the doors and yell at Queen Mary, Bloody Mary, you know, that she needed to repent of her sins and stuff like that. I, that probably wouldn't have been me. Um... I wish I had that kind of fortitude, but I don't. I don't think I do. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hypocritical in lots of ways, and I I think that 
everybody in the church is to one degree or another. Look, as much as we talk about grace and as much as we talk about um, uh, forgiveness from Christ, there's still uh, a portion of us that we do want to whitewash ourselves. And we do certainly um, present ourselves a little better than we should and think more highly of ourselves than we ought to which is why we need those instructions from Scripture, don't think of yourselves more highly than you ought to. Right? We wouldn't have that instruction if that was not common tendency to all people. Right. Well, and so when I read this, could we in good conscience have somebody accuse us of being Christians or hypocritical? Like, Pat, are you a hypocrite? Could you in good conscience say, no, no, I'm not. No, well, no, I and, and you know me, I would never say that. Exactly. If so, somebody were to like come up to me after the sermon on Sunday and say, yeah, I heard everything you said, but you know what? I just think you're a hypocrite. My response, what would it be? Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it would be, yeah, and <laughs> so what? I mean, right. what, what are you trying to okay, prove? Okay, perfect. I mean, so what? Yeah. So just to, just to start. I mean, that's what I think. That's what I would say to somebody who says Christians are hypocritical. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. So, but what I would like to point out is in almost every area of our lives, we, in a sense, if we're not being hypocritical, then I don't think we're being ambitious enough. So let me give some bad examples. <laughs> Those are the good ones to start with, right? Bad examples. So, but... <clears throat> it's not going to prove the ambition part, but let me prove how it's just so simple for everyone to be hypocritical all the time. So there was a time when my daughter's sitting in the back seat and I hear her, she's like like two and a half, three at this point, And I hear her yell out, oh crap. <laughs> and I'm like, don't say that. You're not supposed to say that. Well, she learned it from me. Yeah. And not from me. Right? No, definitely not. She learned Hot Dog Poopy Pants from you. Which is a great song. And not it's once. It's number one jam, and I'm going to sing it on the show one day. Not once have I ever told her not to say that. Yeah. Um, so, and there are plenty of other things where I could talk to Zoe about how she needs to not lose her temper just because something didn't go her way. And, of course, I'm a hypocrite in that. And it goes on to, uh, you know, my professional life, too. Like, I'm uh, a manager, and I have to t- train people the way to do things. Uh, I'm teaching them to not cut corners. I'm teaching them the perfect way to go as fast as you can and to, you know, work with your team and to treat this customer the perfect way. And do I cut corners sometimes? Yeah, I cut corners sometimes. I don't feel good about it. I don't do it all the time. But have I ever cut a corner on purpose? Yeah. I bet you have too. Um, And so that's just like, you know, as a father and as a boss that, yeah, I'm I'm hypocritical. But if I'm not teaching people and expecting them to be to be better than they are right now, just like I expect myself to be better right now. Like I said, you want to settle for for where you're at right now. Even as Christians, we shouldn't settle for where we're at right now, right? Yeah. Let me approach this from a different angle. Um the word hypocrite itself just it is the old Greek word are you have, seriously going? Usurped. Are you seriously going to go language. to the Greek right now? Yeah, as actor. That's I, all it means. Someone I, who puts on a mask. I will tell you guys, this man has no book in his hands. He doesn't have a laptop or a phone that he's looking. This man just knows a Greek word. Good job. 
marvel in my intelligence. I am, and okay. I'm trying to get others to do the same. No, well, I'm telling you, you should do it more. So I'm, please, I'm, you know what? I'm underwhelmed at the amount of appreciation I get from you. I can see it in your face. <laughs> so anyway, what what does what does hypocrite mean in the Greek? Uh, Since I know you like to say the say the Greek. In Greek, it means <laughs> <laughs> it means actor, one who puts on a mask, one who's putting on a performance, one who's who's playing a part. And um, it, the reason why we you've usurped that into English is because it it makes so much sense because we all do this kind of thing. In fact, I think that when a person doesn't do this kind of thing, there's another word, and it's. Um, has more of a Latin derivation. Is There's a sociopath. French word for those people. No, it's sociopath. <laughs> it's someone who doesn't care about or think about another person's feelings or attitudes or their heart. It's a person who doesn't care about anybody else at all except themselves. A sociopath. Everyone plays the hypocrite because we genuinely care about other people or we genuinely care about what other people think. For better or for worse... I, th- I would want to argue that in lots of ways, it's a good thing. In a lots of ways, it's good that we don't say every single thing that comes to our mind. You know me, my filter is, has a wide grade to the great, right? I mean, there, there's big gaps in my filter. I say more than I probably should, more crassly than I probably should in way worse arenas. I think I one time I accused should. you of having the same size filter as a storm drain. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's, and that's <laughs> fair. And I received that. Um, but, but there's still gradation there. And sure. what that does is, is there are certain places and circumstances where I totally get that I'd be out of line if I just spoke my mind. Now, a lot of times I do, I do speak my mind, but I still have that. And so what I want to do is say that from another perspective that it's, perfectly acceptable to play a part if you're, I really believe, having the best intentions and looking out for the best interest of other people. I remember when I lived in Wisconsin and I worked in the, the graveyard shift, so from midnight to 8 a.m. at a plastics factory. It's not the best job. And, you know, hours that late um, attract a certain element of person, you know, <laughs> and typically those people are, um, uh, they have issues and they have, there's a reason why they don't get a job during the day when everybody's there, but at night when there's almost nobody there. And there was this one girl there and I don't remember her name for the life of me. Um, but she had no filter. And she wore that as a badge of pride and honor that she would literally say whatever came to her mind. And she was constantly talking. And it was always, almost always terrible stuff. That person is not healthy. She has a problem. There, there's, there's a disconnect in her socially and God bless her, you know, I, I, bless her heart. I, I shared the gospel with her. She actually sat down with me and wanted me to read her Bible passages as I was ending there and before we moved back to California. And I did, I read her almost the whole book of John, um, during our lunch breaks. 
And I don't know what had that effect on her. I got to trust that to the Lord. But, but so she was the one who I could say really wasn't a hypocrite, but not in a good way. You know, it wasn't helpful. She was abrasive. Almost nobody wanted to be around her, which is why she would sit with me and want me to read her Bible passages because nobody else wanted to be around her. Even people who working, who are working the third shift and most of them are kind of really rough and gruff, but she was really, really rough and gruff. So I think that what we want to be careful when we're talking about hypocrisy and we're talking about it within the church, because I know I'm not talking about it in the church with that story, but there is a sense where within the church where we definitely want to think about other people and think about what we say and, and be mindful of others and, you know, watch the kids that are around us and, and, and definitely we're playing a part. And I don't think that's wrong. I think we all, um, unconsciously acknowledge that there's a sense that that's what we're doing in some areas, but when we're one-on-one or we're in a little small group and we open up and we're way more vulnerable, that's the time and a place for it. So someone who's genuinely a hypocrite in the church, would let's go to that. I was I about, think that's the I was question, about right? to say, so what we're talking about is somebody who either one is trying to behave in a way that they think is going to be encouraging and appropriate for others, or two is um, teaching or explaining like a standard that they themselves aren't quite able to maintain on their own though they're trying their hardest. Hey, let's, okay, let's, let's get really real. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and here's a great illustration. And looking back, we could have seen this. We should have seen this. And, and I'll be the first one to admit it, that looking back, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Well, we had a family in our church and the husband and wife were hypocrites. They had a large family. They were um, those that on the outside looking like the stereotypical homeschool family where all the kids were perfectly smiling and all lined up in a row and they were all just like cookie cutter little kids and they adopted kids. And so um, all the homeschool groups and the, and the people in the church, you know, didn't fawn over them, but certainly held them up as, oh, th- these are some real good Christians. And in reality, he was beating his kids and it came out that that's what he was doing and, you know, serving time in jail. That's the bad kind of hypocrite. Looking back, I can see the way the kids had responded to me in certain things, and and I wasn't mature enough. I mean, this was like almost a decade ago now. Um, I wasn't mature enough. I wasn't wise enough to see it. I think that I went through that experience so that now I can see it and point it out when it is there. So how do we deal with the hypocrites in the church that are like this aggressively and with all justice? I mean, what we want to do when we find this, if we, if we truly find there's a husband and wife in our church and they look really good and we find out he's beating his wife, we're going to be aggressive and we're going to drop the hammer. And we're going to drop it with all the force that we can possibly muster. We would pull that woman out of her house and we would find her housing. We would uh, either report him to the authorities and get him counseling or dependent upon what was going on, just report him to the authorities and let them deal with him. Um, But 
if the, the, the hypocrisy is that kind of thing that's going on in the church, um, the Bible's real clear. We deal with sin and we hit it head on and we don't mince any words and we, we can't take it lightly. Um, not just because of the social ramifications, which in my opinion, don't really enter into it, but because God's holiness is at stake, God's character is at stake, God's, um, God's, the witness of God is at stake. We have to deal with that kind of hypocrisy that's harsh, that's, that's cruel, um, sexual perversion, you know, those kind of things. We have to deal with that stuff head on. Well, we're charged with nurturing and protecting the people that are in our church. Yeah. And then even beyond that, I mean, like we've talked about in episodes past, um, the reputation of the church at large. Well, you know, it's true. So there's there's several pastors that I think of immediately off the top of my head that they've had scandal in their church because they've had abusive situations and haven't dealt with it in the name of grace, which we love. But in the name of grace, they haven't dealt with that. And they haven't dealt with both physical and sexual issues. They haven't dealt with moral issues. Pastors pilfering from the tithes and the money and abusing their authority. And then just other people within the church. And we would repudiate that. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't even want to share the same stage with a pastor that has that kind of scandal hanging around their neck. And there are pastors who have been in those kind of situations and they're still pastoring, which doesn't make sense to me. But that's that's not the question. But what we need to do within the church is we need to protect the flock. We need to protect the people that we have. Brian and I care and love. We're bananas about our church, right? I mean, we're absolutely head over heels for the people at our church. I hope everyone who comes to Sovereign Joy and joins our church realizes how much we love these people. I think they do. Um, And so... Because we love these people, I would aggressively deal with that just as much as I would if somebody was trying to harm my kids. That's exactly what I was thinking. Too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it really is family. It is, and it's as it is family, and we we have to deal with it the same way we would with anybody in our immediate family. We need to deal with it head on. We need to deal with it forcefully, and we need to deal and and not shirk back from it and not try to sweep it under the rug. You know, we need to expose those things um, while at the same time understanding that that isn't the typical hypocrite, right? Right. The typical hypocrite is the person who, you know, might be struggling with the sin and they look, present themselves a little bit better on the Sunday morning. Those aren't the kind of people that we're going to deal with this. We're talking about serious sin issues that are going to physically harm or emotionally and spiritually harm people for the rest of their lives, probably. Right. And you're talking about that person who's dealing with something, is trying to grow in some area, and they present themselves in a different way. That's basically everybody at the church. Yeah. And so what would we say to a person who says Christians are hypocritical? Yes, you're right. And like that guy said, there's always room for one more. We believe that you belong. You belong.